This podcast is not intended to provide any investment advice. The opinions expressed here by either the hosts or guests do not necessarily reflect the views of PSA, Collectors Holdings, or any of their affiliates. Any discussion of collectible values in the past or present is not a guarantee of future performance. Hello, everyone, and welcome back another week of the PSA pod. We got a full crew today. Ryan Green, Jack Archer, Steve Sloan, Chris McGill, producer Drew. It's Christmas week. We're going to start with a little stock up, stock down, but not stock up, stock down. This week, Jack, we got the nice list and the naughty list. So we're, where, where are we start? We're drinking eggnog. Snow is falling in beautiful Southern California. Got the fire on the monitor. Presents are everywhere. It's cozy in here. It's just, It's a good time to be a collector. It's a good time to be on this podcast. But we're starting with none other than the World Cup because that was incredible. It was awesome. I, I mean, I don't care whether you're a soccer fan or not. How could you just not be drawn in by what you saw in Qatar in the World Cup final on Sunday? The best part was the entire world was watching. Yes. Which is like a unique phenomenon to soccer. You know, we like to think our Super Bowls and World Series are are have that global appeal, but this was truly a global event and it delivered one of the greatest games of all time. Anyone who ever gives the the take of, oh, it's low scoring, there's no action, that, that that shut it all down yesterday. You had Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe, two of the best players in the world, both at their peak, going, I mean, going toe-to-toe, literally. And then Lionel Messi gets the crowning moment in his career. So I'm I'm sitting there watching this game, and in the aftermath, I had two friends text me independently. Both are kind of casual fringe collectors and both asked me basically the same question. What do you know about soccer cards? Like how much do you know? And I really don't know a ton, but I was able to lead them to some resources because I have to imagine those two guys were very similar to a lot of people who are card collectors, be it hardcore or just casual, where that is the type of moment and game that can inspire you to collect. I kid you not, I had my various apps open during the game, looking at Mbappe cards to purchase. <laughs> I was really that inspired by what I saw, how emotional everything was, yeah. how global in scale it felt. And it was just, frankly, a joy to watch. And it reminds me of one of my, my favorite quotes ever from the great Roger Bennett of Men and Blazers fame. He recently tweeted, watching World Cup soccer is like watching a loved one defuse a bomb. And that's how I felt watching that match. That was just, it was incredible. It was an incredible sports moment. And I wish I had some part of my collection dedicated to either one of these two great figures on either side, because I feel like that would have made it even more emotional. We work with some soccer collectors here and I saw them like flexing Mbappe and Messi cards after the game. And I was like, man, go for it. Like this is the, this is the moment where when you collect something so passionately and, and, and you see it just come to fruition like that, my goodness. Well, especially for all the collectors who got in early. The soccer fans, oh, yeah. the purists, the elite. I'm sorry, the, those who, who started collecting soccer before it was popular to the levels that it is today. Can you imagine owning a 2004 Panini Sports Mega Cracks, number 71, <laughs> Messi today, which is his premier rookie card? It, it would be an incredible feeling, whether in PSA 10 or 9, just an incredible card to own. I was going to say, is that the card that you led your buddy to? Just straight to the <laughs> yeah. top, straight yeah, to I'm the like, top well, of the mountain. If you want a nice entry point, go for the 2014 Prism World Cup Gold Prism, right? I mean, that's where you steer someone for an entry point. I mean, Chris, you've seen it, you know, with the card ladder data. 
these guys, you know, yesterday was kind of just like a crescendo. The market has been going up for both guys here in the last, you know, month or so with the World Cup. Yes, it has. So the sales volume for both Mbappe and Messi skyrocketed yesterday. And over the last two weeks, their markets are up between 9 and 10% in value, which is pretty phenomenal. Wow. So on the whole, quite bullish indicators for those two guys. Well-deserved, obviously, because of the amazing match they played. And I'll, I'll say this as a last note on this. You know, Jack, we were talking before the show about the gold prism from 2014, Prism World Cup being the premier modern card, ultra-modern card of Lionel Messi. The 2022 Prism World Cup product cards of Messi now probably take on a little bit of a significant added historical value being from the Prism World Cup release from the World Cup that he won. I certainly, certainly agree with you. I was actually, we were working on a magazine story a few months ago called Champs on the Run, and it was tied to certain cards being of championship years. And I think this applies to it nicely. But one thing I found pretty interesting while doing a bunch of research for that is that a lot of collectors don't even think of that or collect that way. It was hard to even find graded cards of certain players during their championship run seasons Interesting. in a lot of ways. And I think it's pretty untapped. Because you look at someone like Dirk when he won or Aaron Rodgers when he won, like having cards from that year feels feels powerful to me. And the World Cup, of course, is a little bit different, especially because that Prism set is only released every four years. But I do think collectors aren't really considering this as an avenue to collect some of their favorite players. I'm going to take 2014 just because it's the first. Mm-hmm. Great photo of Messi as well in action. And I just think it has a little bit more runway in terms of collector awareness. Yeah. So that's that's my choice. But you're right. The connection between a championship and the year, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Like the road to Qatar, we're looking at those kabooms. You know, I know the kaboom can be you know, polarizing depending on who you look at. But the fact that Messi on a on a card that calls out the cup that or the World Cup that he won is a pretty nice connection. Yeah. So when you can find those, that's great. It's something definitely to I think a lot of collectors look for. Well, you mentioned there's, it's a little bit different than say collecting a baseball players card from their world series year, because the world series happens every year. The world cup happens once every four years. Like Jack said, moving next on the nice list in a similar vein, the world baseball classic. So it just got another injection here of, of excitement with Clayton Kershaw announcing that he's going to play for team USA. The USA roster is stacked coming up here in March. It's coming up faster than we thought the world baseball classic hasn't happened since 2017 and jack like the team usa roster we've we've known this is going to be a monster with you know mike trout as the captain it just keeps getting better and better could this do for baseball cards before spring you know before the 2023 season starts what the world cup can do for soccer cards not at the scale of the World Cup, obviously, but I'm very excited for this. As a baseball fan and baseball card collector, we've never had this kind of firepower on the roster before. It's always been the, the B team or the C team. We have Mike Trout. We have Mookie Betts. We have young guns like Bobby Witt Jr. It's going to be very, very fun. And the thing I am most excited for, we have Otani leading the Japan team. I want to see Otani pitch against Mike Trout. I think that's going to be in a phenomenal sports moment and a phenomenal moment for two of the most collectible players in the hobby. I think the calendar is pretty cleared too, right? It's yes. obviously right 
before spring training really gets going. It's before March Madness, yeah, even. There's March Madness. There's no football going on. So all attention will be on it, which is going to be, I think, great for the hobby. And you mentioned some of the names, like guys like Bobby Witt Jr., a hobby darling. Mike Trout, of course, is a hobby goat. But other fun young players like Tim Anderson, and Cedric Mullins, guys that you know could use a little boost based on how they perform. So it should be interesting to see. I'm not all in on it. It's like not the level of World Cup like you guys are saying, but... I'm going to pay attention, especially with some, some of these international games. They're playing half of the tournament early in, in Asia and Tokyo and Taiwan, uh-huh. which is kind of cool to see. Just from a, like a, a team construction standpoint, my guy Tim Anderson is phenomenal to be on this team. He flips bats like nobody's business. He hustles. He plays with such emotion. Having that rub off on someone like Mike Trout or Bobby Wood Jr., who are kind of more by the book, will be, will be fun to see. I'm excited to watch this. Frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. And I've never been hyped for this, despite as big of a baseball fan as I am. We need that Trout versus Otani moment in a meaningful game. This isn't like the All-Star game where you'll get, you know, superstars facing each other, but it's kind of like, ha, 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 they, you know, they're having fun with it in an exhibition. I mean, this is this could be Otani pitching to Trout with a lot on the line. We need that moment. I mean, there's drama. Yeah. Think back to 2017 when the USA team won it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember in Petco Park, it was just a, it was a great electric atmosphere despite it yep. being, you know, a kind of up and coming tournament. It's not as, you know, as, as well grounded as the World Series or World mm-hmm. Cup, obviously, but it was still like the energy in the building was incredible. So let's, let's get that again this time in Miami and it should be good. Your guy, Adam Jones, had that big catch at the center field wall in Petco. That was a, you're definitely going to get moments like that when you add talent like this to that field. I love Adam Jones and the fact that you guys were making fun of me for calling out Adam Jones earlier. I just want to, I just want to say that was offensive. I remember living in Seattle and the Mariners traded Adam Jones for a pitcher named Eric Bedard who had this fluky 20 win season. (laughs) Ever since that moment, I wished, I wished nothing but lack of success for your guy, Adam Jones. I'm sorry about it. That was his crowning moment. All right. Wrapping up the nice list. Let's go to the hardwood. Our guy, LaMelo Ball. He's back. Yeah, he's back from injury. It's nice to see. It's great for the hobby. He passes like he's on the Harlem Globetrotters. He's so much fun to watch. The Hornets were one of my favorite league pass teams, and and I feel like they're going to be again with him back. And frankly, I just haven't seen any LaMelo ball cards anywhere. I feel like they're all hiding right now, and I'm excited for this this young player who was so much fun to be part of the hobby again chris what's your what, what's your thoughts on that because we've talked about this on the show before and it's a great point like the big flagship lamello cards you're just not seeing them lately you know what do you think is kind of the collector's mindset right now at this point in the 2022-23 season with people who have really collected hardcore lamello ball you know where are you kind of right now if you're if you're holding those cards well You've been subjected to about 25 games of Charlotte Hornets basketball, and you realize that LaMelo doesn't have a lot to work with, mm-hmm. which makes it a little difficult to be optimistic about your guy. But there's no denying that when he comes back, you know, and he's been playing as the same LaMelo we've come to expect, and he's absolutely electric. You also look at his brother Lonzo Ball's knee issues, and that might worry you a little bit too. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a collector. If I were a collector of Lamelo, I would take heart at the fact that nobody's selling their Lamelo cards. To me, that's kind of a hobby. That's that's hobby code for nobody's given up on him. They're waiting for him to resurge like a phoenix from the Charlotte Hornets ashes. So I take heart from that. If I was a Lamelo collector, for the rest of us, it's not fun. We don't get to see all those great Lamelo cards. 
hit the market again. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it, it, the, the Hornets literally cannot get much worse. In adjusted net rating, they are second to last in the NBA, only ahead of the Spurs. So we'll see what, what the rest of the season holds for LaMelo and the Hornets. He is at least putting up numbers. At the time of this recording, 27 points uh, per game. Since coming back, he's at 16 threes in five games. So if nothing else, Jack, league pass watchability the rest of the way. Gotta love it. All right, moving on to the naughty list. He hasn't really been naughty, but what happened Sunday, you know, kind of gets us talking a little bit. Let's talk about Jalen Hurts with a shoulder injury that was sustained in their victory over the Chicago Bears on Sunday. What do you make of it here, Jack? Jalen Hurts, MVP candidate right now. Mm -hmm. There are some people that think that he's just playing Madden on all rookie mode. He's got the best O-line by a country mile. He's got A.J. Brown. He's got Devontae Smith. He has all the weapons one quarterback could ask for. But this next week, this next game, is really going to show, is he for real? Or is he just playing on easy mode? Because Gardner Minshew, the third, is going to be quarterback in the Philadelphia Eagles. And if, if he throws like four touchdowns and just goes off, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a lot less interesting from a collecting standpoint. If he struggles, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a lot more interesting from a collecting standpoint. What do you guys think? Man, I'm torn here. I, I think it definitely, he's the best player on the best team this year, right? And I don't think the fact that he's on the best team should necessarily count against him. But we also know that, you know, people look for dings in the armor. And if Bar if Gardner goes out and balls. Are you saying there's going to be some Minshew mania again? Some Minshew magic? The league is fun when there's Minshew mania, right? <laughs> Does he still have the mullet and like the, and like the handlebar mustache? I see similarities here. You brought up Trey Lance and Brock Purdy as a similar example, which is a great one. Um, but, you know, for me, I just don't see Minshew playing in the same style with the same confidence that we've seen from Jalen Hurts. So even if he does well and he wins, which is a high possibility given the talent on that team, I still think it's Jalen's team and mm -hmm. he'll come back. If it's only a couple weeks he's out, he'll come back in, step in, take over where he left off and, and, and take it from there. But, like, picture this scenario. He's out longer or he gets re-injured and Minshew steps in at the last minute in the NFC championship game or the Super Bowl and wins it. Then yes, I'm with you. Like that is an exciting moment for all those people holding 2019 Gardner Minshew rookie <laughs> cards. There's a lot of them, a lot more than we thought. <laughs> there are population, something like 1952, somewhere That's in there crazy. for his base prism rookie. Uh, which is very affordable, around $40, according to Card Ladder. So maybe now is the time to stock up on some Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Nick Foles did it just a few years ago. Yeah. Same, team. same team. Same team. I'm going to make well, a statue of him outside the stadium as well. Well, Gardner. <laughs> let's, let's spin that a little bit. Chris, we'll start with you. Obviously, this, this could get very interesting for people in not, you know, collecting Jalen Hurts based on what happens these next few weeks. There's three weeks left in the regular season. Chris, let's start with you. Who has the most to gain and the most to lose in the hobby these next three weeks? I think we're going to be talking a lot about quarterbacks here, so start us off. Yeah, well, a compelling case was made that Jalen Hurts uh, has a bit to lose here. But for my picks, for the most to gain, I've got Kirk Cousins. As I see Ooh. shades of Matthew Stafford last year, potential here. I'm not saying that the Vikings are the Rams. I'm not saying that they're even close to being Super Bowl bound. But if they were to get there and win it, 
and Justin Jefferson takes on Super Bowl MVP like Cooper Cup did last year, and C- Cousins adds, you know, the Super Bowl trophy to his pretty sparse trophy case. I think he's got a ton to gain, especially because when we look back at some of his production and the statistics over his career, he's been a surprisingly solid quarterback. In terms of most to lose, in no disrespect intended because he's the best player in the league for my money, but Patrick Mahomes has the most to lose, and I'll tell you why. He is the looming MVP right now, especially given Hertz's likelihood of missing a few games here down the stretch. He's already well ahead of the field in QBR. Basically, from a production standpoint, he's matching his 2018 MVP season, which was a top 10 season all time. He's basically tied production-wise with that season. And I just, I look at Mahomes and I say, it's, it's Super Bowl or bust for the Chiefs. It might even be Super Bowl victory or bust hmm. for the Chiefs. So I think Mahomes has a lot to lose because if they were to, you know, slip up and lose in the first round, and we've seen chinks in the armor in their games versus the Texans and the Broncos the last two weeks, that would be pretty devastating, I think, to the momentum that he's got built up right now. I got some similar ones. I'm going to go with T-Law as the most to win or gain at this point. And it's pretty simple. He doesn't have to win the Super Bowl. He just has to make the playoffs, yeah. which is a, is a great place to be for a second-year guy who's shown incredible poise over the last couple of weeks, beating pretty good teams in, in the Titans and the Cowboys this past weekend. And he doesn't have that hard of a schedule. With the tiebreaker over the Titans, they could win the division, which would set him up for a nice home playoff game, which is really all you can ask for from a collector's standpoint. You want him to ball out. You want him to finish this year strong, go into next year with you know some good dra- draft capital, whatever they can do to build around. They got Ridley coming back. They can yeah. sign a really you know more elite weapons around him. The sky is the limit for Trevor Lawrence at this point. So I think all the hobby collectively is rooting for him over these next three weeks. Pretty pretty easy schedule if, if you're looking at it. They have a, that final week of the season, a matchup against the Titans for for basically the division at that point. If they at home. Just, at home. And so for me, it's T-Law, and I think a lot of people collectively in the hobby are rooting for him. Similar to Chris on the on the most to lose, I'm going Josh Allen. You got five quarterbacks in the AFC who are vying for a championship, and only one can emerge with it. And that's just, you know, considering having to beat the NFC as well. But like between Tua, Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes, and of course Josh Allen, like Josh has a lot to have to get through just to win a championship. Mahomes already has one at least. And if Josh, you know, goes another year here without winning a championship, I fear that he collectors could start to lose patience. And we were talking about who he reminds us of from a playing style. You brought up Cam Newton, Ryan. Mm. Cam Newton cards today. I don't want to be a negative guy here, but I don't see it ever get to the point where Cam Newton values yeah. are similar to Josh Allen's. Longevity uh, at a high level matters. Yeah, but like you need the hardware. Cam Newton's an MVP, went to a Super Bowl. Josh doesn't have those things yet, but yet his values are are just different world than Cam Newton at this point in terms of just like his his silver prism, for example, compared to Cam Newton's tops refractors. Mm-hmm. So I, I would just say, Josh, you have a lot to lose just because of a lot of the hype and spe- speculation going into this season. Everyone was basically pegging them for the AFC championship game after how they lost last year. Yeah. Coming into this year after how they lost last year. So and they're gonna have an even better setup. They're probably gonna be at home throughout the playoffs. Yeah. So no excuses. Hopefully no snowballs flying down on the opponents, huh? Jack, what do you got? Well, first I have to co-sign that that Trevor Lawrence pick. Last five weeks, 14 touchdowns, one interception. He's been incredibly impressive. I'm I'm actually a little shocked his prices haven't been rising faster 
his cards still seem relatively approachable when compared to his peers. Very impressive. My two, my two picks are two players from the 2020 draft. Both are sort of on fringe playoff teams right now. But one is is going up, the other is going down. So I think I think Justin Herbert has a lot to gain these last these last few weeks. Pretty easy schedule. He's been incredible. I'm of course a, a Chargers fan and Justin Herbert collector, so I come at this with some bias. But I do think the Chargers are firing on all cylinders right now and have a real shot of ending the season strong, carrying that momentum into the playoffs. At this point last year, the Cincinnati Bengals had the exact same record as the Los Angeles Chargers. On the other side, Tua sort of it, the Dolphins just don't feel quite as sexy as they did a few a few yeah. weeks ago. With all those fast wide receivers, they just kind of felt like a sports car. And now it's just something's not really working. Tua doesn't look quite as sharp as he did. They really need to finish the season strong and make the playoffs. Or else I just, I worry about the Tua collecting market and I worry about his future in Miami if they just kind of sputter out of this thing and, mm. and don't even make the playoffs. So I think it's a, it's a big final three weeks for, for him. Sports car that's having their mechanical issues now, I guess you could say. I, I guess so. All right, last on the naughty list, I, I wanted to start believing. Anthony Davis. The Lakers were really coming around and now he might be on the shelf for a while. And I think if you're a collector in the basketball space, it's interesting how you're looking at this. Yeah, he may be out for the year. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always good for sports when the most iconic teams are, are playing well with the most iconic players. So the Lakers doing well with LeBron is good for the hobby. It's good for sports. But I will say this is also good for really collectible players in the West, like John Morant and Luka, who in Zion, who have a clear path to the playoffs because there were a lot of people that were like watch out for the lakers they're playing extremely well anthony davis was a mvp candidate at this point in the season he's just been playing insane so this does make the west a little less intimidating and i think in a way it's good for the hobby because it it just it makes the path to absolute superstardom championship incredible nirvana a lot easier for players that a lot of collectors are yeah. very very into collecting chris what do you think here i completely agree with jack in terms of anthony davis was playing at an mvp level he absolutely was he was second in the league in player efficiency rating second in total raptor pretty much all the catch-alls said that this guy's a top three player in the nba right now the Lakers were starting to turn it around, you know, especially if you could just wave a magic wand and take away the first 10 games of the season, they would be right in the thick of the playoff contention. They were trending in the right direction. And this is just devastating, you know, take a top three player off of their team and it's going to hurt big time. So it's a really tough break for a 29 or 30 year old Anthony Davis who was absolutely playing at the peak of his powers and having something bordering on an all-time great season, not just at the position, but in general. So it's a tough break. If you want some silver lining, here it is. If the Lakers can tread water throughout the course of this season and somehow sneak into the playing game or, you know, get within striking distance and Davis comes back with a month or two left or something like that, 
Anthony Davis on fresh legs, mm. has Clay Thompson on fresh legs in the playoffs, Curry on fresh legs in the playoffs potential last year. So if you want a blue skies, glass half full, something like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber, you're telling me there's a chance. There is your small sliver of hope is that the Lakers can tread water and Davis can come back because the guy was playing out of his mind. And if you're like our guy Drew and you're a Zion collector, this also could bode well for you because of the pick swap this year from the Anthony Davis trade with New Orleans. I love Anthony Davis as a player, yeah, uh, and I love what he was doing this year. But part of collecting active players, a big part of it, is getting to watch them play yeah. throughout the course of the season. And as a collector of a different player who was mostly out for the last two seasons with injuries, it's just not, it's not, the juice isn't worth the squeeze when it comes to collecting. Even if, even when they're a great athlete, it's really tough when they're, when they're getting hurt a lot. All right. Well, that was our nice and naughty list. Our Christmas episode here on the PSA pod. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by PSA president, Ryan Hogue. Drop by once again to, Talk collecting, talk cards, talk 2023, both for himself in the hobby, but also for PSA. So stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, Steve here from the PSA pod. I don't know about you, but for me, the hobby is my escape from the real world. I want my collecting experience to be fun, simple, and easy. But when it comes to selling cards, whether to get rid of dupes or to free up cash for a new purchase, there are just a lot of hoops to jump through. I've got to take the perfect photo of the card, create the listing, wait for payment, package up the shipment, go to the post office, and then pray that the card doesn't get lost. Add it all up, and it's just not how I want to be spending my time. That's why it's exciting for me that the official Vault of PSA will soon be connected to the new golden Buy Now marketplace. With this completely connected platform, all the headaches of selling cards are solved. So I'm vaulting my PSA submissions now to be ready to jump on trending athletes and get cash fast for my cards, all with a single click. And did I mention that the new golden Buy Now marketplace is for all types of cards and values, not just premium cards? It's truly a marketplace for collectors and by collectors. So try the collector's vault in your next PSA submission to be ready for when the golden Buy Now marketplace connects to the official vault of PSA. Visit collectors.com slash vault for more information. All right, and we're back. And we are joined by our favorite guest, PSA president Ryan Hogue, dropping here into the studio. Ryan, thanks for taking some time with us. Awesome to be back. Thanks, guys. You know, we talk business with you here on the show, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But we love talking collecting with you because you're a collector. And let's let's jump into it. We're we're wrapping up 2022 here. We always ask this of each other in the office. What have you been picking up lately? You've been ripping anything lately? What have you been into? Yeah, well, so so when I introduced myself last time, I think I talked about how I'm a baseball guy. That's kind yeah. of what I what I collect. I'm a big prospector. I love the new Bowman releases. And so Bowman Chrome 2022 just came out right around Thanksgiving. Long mm-hmm. delayed. It was delayed a couple months. But as usual, I kind of go nuts and, and, and ripped a whole bunch of a bunch of that, both HTA and hobby boxes. I was visiting my, my folks in Dallas for Thanksgiving, went to a, a shop there called Beast Sports Cards, a little shout out, okay. up in, in Plano, Texas, and brought my nephew, and who's 12 years old, getting into collecting. And so we, we ripped some boxes together and had a good time. Hit some of the bigger prospects, so that's fun. And then we got Bowman Draft right around the corner. I'd be spending a lot of my my ripping card budget here in a very compressed window, but I always have a good time with that. That's so fun. Bowman Draft, in my opinion, is the best out of the three major mm-hmm. Bowman products. Do you have a favorite between Bowman, Bowman Chrome, and Bowman Draft? You know, I'm probably with you. I think that the Draft is fun just because you've got 
those those guys that were just picked in the previous summer draft where Chrome ends up having a lot of the international prospects. So there's an element of maybe, you know, a little bit less about these guys. Yeah. And so it's kind of fun to do research, go to go to fan graphs or go to Baseball America and like dig in to see what the scouting reports are saying. And, you know, one of the things that jumped out to me, I was I was looking at the backs of these cards because, you know, part of the fun is looking at the birthday. It's like, how young are these guys? <laughs> There, there was a kid for the Mets. I think it was like Simon Juan. His birthday is July of 2005. 17 years old, and he's already got a card, autograph card. Crazy. That's fantastic. One of my favorite things about Bowman is pulling like a nice autograph parallel. You feel really, really good about it, but you don't really know the player. You put it away. Mm-hmm. A few years later, like Keith Law's top prospect list comes out. This happened to me earlier this year, I think. Gabriel Marino, he's a he's a mm-hmm. catching prospect yeah. Yeah, for the yeah. the Blue Jays. Had a really nice refractor auto of his. Uh, he was number six on Keith Law's rankings on theAthletic.com, and I jumped on eBay, checked out the prices. Couple sold for like under a thousand dollars. I had no idea. It was just sitting in a top loader. Sent it in to get graded, and it was just it's a nice moment. There's so many nice moments with Bowman product. Yeah, no, it, it's it, that's part of the fun is you don't know what you what you've got, and you yeah. and you can put it put it on the shelf for three, four, five years. You know, I'm I'm a Seattle guy, and back in 2019, Bowman that was a pretty iconic release. Of oh, course, yeah. Wander Franco was in the product, but there was also this kid that the Mariners had just signed out of the Dominican Republic named Julio Rodriguez. Being up there, I knew the buzz on him. I loaded up a ton and just got a ton of Julio cards back in the summer of 2019. I still have most of them today. You're loaded up. You're all in on J-Rod. I'm all in on J-Rod. I'm not acquiring any more J-Rod, especially the the, the first Bowmans. Mm-hmm. A little pricey now. I got I got in. I got, got in, in at the at, right time. Got in at the right time. Summer of 2019 was a good time to load up on J-Rod. But yeah, I've got probably my, my nicest J-Rod I've got in the collection is a 2019 Bowman Auto, the gold. True gold out of 50. Is that the one that's jersey numbered as well? No. So I, I have that. So that was a pickup that I actually made earlier this year. It was a a, a raw card that I, I, I got on eBay. It's a 2020 Bowman Chrome gold jersey numbered 44 out of 50. That's a sweet card. Monster card. Yeah, that was fun. So you're, so you're saying as the new tops, because they're still releasing 2022 tops products here as we get into the end of the year. Yeah. You're I mean, good on J-Rod. I mean, if there's some cool cards, I'll, I'll look to I'll look yeah. to grab them. But it's got to really stand out to me, like the yeah. fo- the image or the framing of it. Something something about it. it's got to be got to be super appealing. I'll tell you one that Jack and I have talked about in the office is super short print out of I believe it was series two. Is that the one with Ichiro? Uh, with Ichiro. Oh yeah. We've seen a couple of PSA tens get graded. I mean, it's, what a freaking card. That's cool. It's pop ten. Which makes me happy because I feel like when I first saw it, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to own that card. And I collect each row. I love J-Rod. And now I'm like, oh, it's pop 10. Like there's a decent chance that I can get it at a decent price with a few of those floating around. So I'm incredibly happy about that. There's also a, just his short print from top series two, mm-hmm. uh, autographed in person, PSA 10, auto 10, beautiful card. It's up for auction as we speak. And I have it on my watch list and I really hope I get it. Yeah, the the Topps Chrome autos of J Rod that were that were in this year's product, super tough pull, and yes. they look they look great. Yeah, like the I, horizontal. I would like to get a true blue. Okay, if I could find one of those, that has been on my list. The Ichiro card is super cool, though. He's he was such a mentor and is yeah. a mentor to to J Rod. 
Uh, he's he's kind of an assistant coach advisor to the Mariners, and they hitting they really, consultant. Yeah, I yeah, hitting consultant. official title. But they got a tight relationship, and uh, yeah, fun to watch. So you'll be ripping Bowman draft. Last question on that: Any prospects you already know you're going to be hunting for? No, I mean I need to go do the research. I I, I went so deep on Bowman the Bowman Chrome. Chrome. I mean, you you've got Jackson Holiday. Jackson Holiday, yeah. He was the number one pick, and so you've got him. You've got I'm I'm a Texas Rangers fan too, growing up in Texas, and they got Kumar Rocker. They still mm-hmm. don't have a Jack Leiter, Bowman. which is why it's crazy. I, I don't know what's going on. I there. have yeah. no idea. Yeah. I was at Ryan and I in the office a couple of days ago. It was like, is there like a licensing issue with him, or like what's going There's on with literally that? Literally, no yeah. idea. We'll, we'll yeah. have to reach out to our friends at Tops and find out find out what the story is there. Yeah, no, I got I got to go deep down the rabbit hole. There were there were some big high school hitters in this year's uh-huh. draft, and so that's always always fun to. Spend speculate on those guys drew jones the son of andrew jones. andrew jones yep one of the most underrated players of the last 20 25 years uh i think he's gonna be good i yeah. think he's gonna be really good i'm excited for his cards to hit the market and those just hearing holiday jones those make me feel old too oh yeah oh yeah we have bo bichette dante bichette's kid <laughs> is playing know, baseball we're talking about, we're talking craig biggio's kid jack lighter all we're saying yeah, are names of these guys <laughs> former major leaguers kids yeah. Yeah. literally bobby witt jr like it's just it's yep. yeah it's crazy oh. well it's gonna be a big year ahead in 2023 i think just in the hobby in general what are you excited about i mean we've got a lot going on up on the horizon as you're settling in as the president of psa big things coming in 2023 what's really got you the most hyped as the calendar's about to turn yeah, you know, to be honest, I, I touched on this a little bit on, on, on the, the last time I was on the pod. We're making a big push to expand our collecting community and customer base internationally. Most of our customers today are in the, in the United States, if you look at, you know, where submissions are coming from. And we're opening up our Japan grading operation in the summer. We're making more of a push to, to reach out into Europe, UK. We're doing some work in China. We've, we've got a strong partner in Canada. And so I'm really excited to see us kind of take card collecting and specifically the PSA brand more internationally, uh, driving more awareness and, and adoption and engagement with our services and our content. That's the thing I'm honestly most excited about. The company's never made a push like this before in the investment that we're making. And pricing. We teased that last week on social a little bit. That's going to be big here earlier in the year. We, we mentioned there's more details coming in January, but I think maybe the most exciting thing we shared is looking at what's happening at our entry level service levels with there now being value bulk, value, value plus, some really exciting features within there. Yeah, I can, I can talk and give a little little commentary on, on the rationale and the decision-making that went into that. So, you know, obviously we're just now exiting a very unnatural period of, of PSA's existence where we had, we had this massive backlog. We had a lot of service levels suspended for a period of time and middle of 2022 we started opening back up some of those lower price service levels and we've we've run some periodic specials as well to appeal to different customers that maybe collect a certain category and so going into 2023 one of the things that we really wanted to do was make getting started as a PSA customer easier right now there's lots of choices you you have to make when you're submitting a card for the first time there's questions about do I need to be a member of collectors club or not what is this declared value thing? And so one of the goals that we had going in, in, into the new year <clears throat> is to make it super easy to get started. And so with this new value-based pricing, you basically can decide, do I have a lot of cards? If so, if you have 20 or more, I can get a bulk rate there. If I've only got one, two, three, or four, I've got a, a, a price that's accessible to me there. And we've, we've got that at $25 mm-hmm. down from 30 
and we're removing the requirement to be a member of Collectors Club to submit at that level. And then if I want to get it back super fast and I want to move it to the front of the line, I can pay a little bit more per card, $40 total, and that's the value plus tier. And so you basically have that decision-making that you can work through now. We've increased the, the max declared value on the bulk rate from $199 to $499. So effectively, as long as your card is under $500 in value, You've got three ways to submit it. And I think that will be much easier for collectors, especially ones that are just getting started in the hobby yeah. to make it more, more approachable. And then the other thing that we're doing on the bulk side, we've heard this feedback from customers. They wanted to be able to have a dual service option to do the autograph grade in addition to the card grade. So we're enabling that service as well at $25 a card. Simplified. That's the first word that comes to mind as you were kind of alluding to. Makes it much easier to get started and to get comfortable with submitting your own cards for grading and just keeping the process going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was our goal. Reduce some of the decision-making that you have to go through when you're, when you're submitting to PSA and, and, and make sure our prices are reflective of, of the value that we think we're, we're adding to that collectible and, 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 and what the market expects. The other one to note too, is where we reduce pricing on the regular service level mm -hmm. as well. We're taking that down from $100 to $75. Fantastic. Love hearing it. Streamline, easy, simple, all good stuff. Thanks. Yeah. That's the goal. Hopefully customers like it and we and we see more happy customers and, and submissions coming in in 2023. As we mentioned, more details as this fully rolls out will be available in January. And Ryan, when you're back here in January, we look forward to having you in the studio again. Yeah, thanks. And we'll, we'll have a lot more to share when we get into January. I'm sure there's there's collectors wanting to know about their their category, whether it's packs or tickets or mm -hmm. T3. And we'll, we'll have some updates that we can share there in January going to make it a point that we need to rip a box of Bowman Draft while you're in the studio with us next month. Oh, if you if you guys are sourcing it, great. I'll happily partake. Excellent Wait. idea. Grab those card savers. We're doing it. Yep. You'll get the you'll get the nice what do you call it, ASMR sound of the, the crinkling wrappers the crinkling? as we're as yes. we're talking cards. Yes. Awesome. Ryan, thank you for taking the time. We'll talk to you again here on the pod in 2023. Thanks guys. Always a pleasure. Hey everyone, this is Matt from the content team here at PSA, reminding you of our $15 per card holiday grading special. The special is for all you TCG and non-sports lovers out there. Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, Marvel, and Star Wars, just to name a few. I'm a big Star Wars guy, so this special is the perfect holiday gift to myself. Time to get my Mando cards slabbed up. Max declared value is $1.99 per card with a 10 card minimum per submission. Estimated turnaround time is around 120 days for TCG and non-sports cards manufactured from 1980 through 2022. And this special, along with our $15 per card modern sports bulk special, is available through December 31st. You just have to have your online submission form for your order completed at psacard.com by the deadline. The holiday special. This is the way. Well, Ryan's got me in the mood to rip wax now, especially some Bowman. Absolutely. Bowman draft is coming up soon, and I cannot wait to get my hands on a hobby box. What are you going to be ripping on Christmas? <laughs> Potentially Bowman draft. <laughs> I've been eyeing a few things. I'll probably pick up like a like a top heritage high number, something approachable in price uh -huh. and, and reasonable, and just give myself something to do on Christmas at some point. So, You mean Ritmus? <laughs> couldn't resist it i love it couldn't, resist it. <laughs> couldn't couldn't resist it well we're gonna have a little early christmas here we thought we'd have a not so secret santa to close out and into well the final week of 2022 so we did a we did a draw here everyone's got someone else's name here on the show 
the four of us, producer Drew. So you have an unlimited budget here. You can get any card that you think for the person you drew will really just really be a nice piece in their collection. And again, we set unlimited budget, so we had some fun with it. So does that mean the higher you spend, the more you like the person, and the lower you spend, it means? That's for the recipient to decipher, I think. Okay. <laughs> That's the way so, I'm going to treat it. Okay, well, do you want to go first then? Because you drew Jack. I drew Jack. All right, well, you know, I, I've, I've watched and listened to, to Jack's stylings on this show over the last, you know, full year almost here. And I always come back to a certain name with him. And you guys are all thinking I'm going to say Justin Herbert, which would be the appropriate one. Interesting. But it's actually Jose Grand Theft Alvarado. He's been mentioned him more lately. And I think for that reason, he has a secret interest in him. And so there's a 2021-22 Contenders Optic on-card autograph, one of one, gold vinyl autograph on eBay right now that I'm going to pick up for Jack and gift him so he can watch and celebrate, as Chris said, through the playoffs, watching the Pels make this run, rooting for his guy, Jose Alvarado. All that said, I'm totally kidding. I'm getting him the Justin <laughs> Herbert, blue ice, <laughs> 2020 prism. Obviously, Jack's had his eye on that card forever. So if I could make his dreams come true with that card on Christmas morning, opening up his his gifts, that's, that's what it's going to be right there. And there's one on eBay for only $22,000. So, Jack, that's how much... You know, I think of you. I'd be willing to spend $22,000 on that. Buy it now, right now. It's a card that got away from me at the National two years ago. I would like that more than like a Lexus in the driveway with a big bow on it. <laughs> that would be a Christmas miracle. Yeah. All right. So, a Jack. December to remember for sure. <laughs> Jack, no free you, ads. Your turn, uh, your turn to be the gifter. So I got our guy, Drew, the producer. I'm just going to keep it like simple and streamlined. PSA 8, base, boom, bowl. <laughs> I'm kidding. <Love> it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going to hook him up with one of probably my favorite Zion card, one that I feel is very underrated as a whole, and just a beautiful, awesome card. Comes from Panini 1-1, first year Panini 1-1. Zion Williamson, purple out of 20. You get the nice Pelicans color match, but what really makes this card is the photo. Zion often looks a little frumpy in a lot of his signature rookie cards. His optic, for example, he's wearing like a wrinkled jersey. Doesn't necessarily look hyper-athletic. In the Panini one-on-one photo, he's going up for a dunk. He's looking like, like he's going to like literally bowl anybody over who's in his way. It's an incredible photo, an awesome card. A PSA 9 recently sold for 2700 on Golden. Purple color match, first-year product, a lot to like. Happy holidays to you, Drew. Thank you so much. That is a very thoughtful gift, and I have to say that's a card that I've seen before, the Panini one-on-one Zion, and the image is just, it's got to be one of his nicest-looking rookie cards, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm hyped, and I'm really appreciative of that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jack. I, I appreciate that. Is that in a PSA 10? Uh, PSA 9. PSA, a PSA 9. 9. Okay. He couldn't get the PSA 10. He couldn't. Got to keep him honest. Yeah. Keep it it's, working. It's not the easiest. Like, 10s don't fall easy with this. It's got, like, a foil a foil finish to it. But PSA 9, doesn't matter. It's it's numbered to 20. Just yeah. 
We're no, good. I'm, I'm not We're mad good. about the yeah. nine. I'm well, another mad. year, next year. You know, keep working at the producer yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, you'll get that ten. Yeah. All right. So should I go now? Yeah. All right. So I had Ryan. Ryan, it was just a pleasure shopping for you. Thing about Ryan is, I feel like it's pretty easy to get him a, a gift because he has his guy, Justin Fields, bear down. And so. Since this was a little bit last minute, I didn't have time to really get creative and choose something like super special. And I wish I did. I wish I did. But what we have is the gold prism, Justin Fields, rookie guard. Not the, not the auto, just the standard gold prism out of 10. PSA 9. Couldn't find the 10. I, <laughs> I hope you don't have it already. If you have it already, we can return, we can exchange, or you can re-gift. I will not be regifting that. And you know me too well because I would prefer the non-auto because I, I don't want a gold prism with the sticker auto. So uh, thank you. That rounds that rounds out my collection beautifully. I have a lot of Justin Fields. I don't have don't have that one yet. So I am very easy to shop for. And when I, I had Chris, and I mean, what do you get for the person that has everything? Like I so I, I went with something that I assumed he didn't. I, you know, I was I was gonna, you know, go a little a little inside jokey with something cool of Damian Lillard, but let's, let's get real. Got to go back to the house of Jordans here. So I'm assuming you don't have this. There's one on eBay. It's listed at a hundred thousand dollars or best offer. So I really like you this year, Chris, this is the 1996 SPX gold Michael Jordan on card auto. It's a PSA seven with an authentic auto and a PSA slab. One of the most revolutionary card designs of all time, 1996 SPX with the hologram, the the metallic gold foil, the die cut, and the way the blue ink auto just pops off the hologram, perfect. So I'm I'm gonna assume you don't have this one, Chris. So if if you do, you've got a lot of store credit to shop with if you decide <laughs> to exchange it. I don't have that one, and that's such a great pick because that's like an un, that card. That card's like an underground classic or a cult, a mm-hmm. cult classic. If we were talking film, uh, MJ collectors revere that card for everything it stands for. So thank you, Ryan. Very thoughtful, great selection. It also unites us in our Chicago fandom yep. as well. So I have Steve, and Steve and I quietly were on opposing ends of the Western Conference Finals in the NBA last year. We were rooting for Luka and the Mavericks. Steve, of course, is rooting for the Warriors. And I just didn't like it. I didn't like being on the opposing side with Steve. Well, as fate would have it, Steve and I now are united in a common NFL rooting interest as of eight weeks ago. And that would be the San Francisco 49ers. I PC a player on the 49ers. I know Steve loves the team. And we've even talked about one of the players on that team a little bit earlier today. So here's what I'm going with for Steve. I found, well, I really, I just went to card letter. I typed in Trey Lance and then I set the sales history filter to highest price. And lo and behold, I landed on the 2021 National Treasures. Trey Lance, true RPA at a 99, PSA 10, autograph 10. Wow. So the PSA slab is like a color match with the 49ers themed color scheme of the card. It's just, it's a perfect PSA 10 with a PSA 10 auto. When it comes to modern or ultra modern quarterbacks, this just seems to be the card that creates awe and uh, wonder. 
So for Steve, and so our, our rooting interests can be fully united in the future of the San Francisco 49ers. He gets a Trey Lance NTRPA PSA 10 set. I appreciate that, Chris. I'm a fan of all things Bay Area. And I have to say, Brock Purdy is just temporary, okay? <laughs> this is all about Kyle Shanahan taking Trey Lance to the next level, which is a total given. Everything we see from Brock Purdy over the next couple of weeks is going to be transferred to Trey Lance into next season. It's going to be glorious. Now is the time for Trey Lance collectors to stock up, get ready, because Kyle Shanahan can sprinkle his pixie dust magic. If he can do it on Mr. Irrelevant, he can certainly do it on Trey Lance. So here we go. Thank you, Chris. Merry Christmas. Appreciate that. Quick flashback to the year 2000. Someone sent Drew Blitzel. <laughs> going to be back. Trust me. <laughs> All right, all right. So, Brock, everyone just want, loves the Brady comparisons, don't they? Hey, uh, Trey Lance, he's got something that I, I, the cannon, the legs. He's he's going to be like Fields over here. I, 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 I'm not giving up yet. It's there's still chance. One guy has shown it. Yeah, and I did pull out of select football a uh, what I'm going to call a team number match, the 49 red prism. Uh, Trey Lance, a beautiful card, gorgeous, and uh, I just can't wait to uh, see him back on the field. Well, the PC grows, and that's what giving it Christmas is all about, yeah, among collectors. So, yeah, so <laughs> for the whole crew, we want to say happy holidays to you and yours. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week. Got one more shot at this before the end of season one of the PSA pod in 2022. So, for the whole crew, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.